Welcome to In Focus, a discussion of current issues affecting our economy, featuring a review of the latest research and analysis from the Washington Research Council. My name is Lou Moore. I'm president of the Washington Research Council, and I'm here today with Chris Schobloom, who is our senior economist and research director, as well as Emily Makings, who is our senior research analyst. And this is the In Focus podcast episode for April the 28th. Emily, there's been some talk of trade in the news. Yes, the uh, at the national level, the president has asked Congress to give him trade promotion authority in order to help negotiate the the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which is a trade agreement between the U.S. and 11 other nations. And the Senate Finance Committee um, passed, passed trade promotion authority um, last week. So it's still waiting for a vote for the full Senate and the full House. But um, there is movement, and it's pretty controversial right now. But um, former Washington Governor Christine Gregoire and uh, former Governor of Massachusetts Deval Patrick had an op-ed in the Seattle Times a few weeks ago about how um, important free trade is for, in terms of expanding opportunity, they said, for, um, for people in the United States. And they talk a lot about how important exports are for the economy, but kind of, it's always kind of a pet peeve of mine because imports are really important as well. Um, and uh, economist Greg Mankiw last week had a good column in the New York Times about free trade and how important it is and how economists are almost universally agreed that it's a good thing. Um, and also talked a lot about how imports are important too. So I recommend people read it. Yep. It's a good piece. I read it. It's an interesting issue because it's a rare, rare bipartisan issue on Capitol Hill, but yet on the extremes of left and right, it's a very controversial issue. Right. Well, and there are people on the far right and the far left who agree that they don't like trade very much. So it's a, it is an interesting Interesting issue. Yep. It, it is indeed. Chris, uh, one of the many projects of the Washington Research Council is keeping tabs on actors, uh, budding actors in uh, Los Angeles. So what's the latest down there? Yeah, well, there was something interesting going on down there. Um, the um, California minimum wage is $9 an hour. Um, but um, that wage has not applied um, in Los Angeles to actors working at small theaters, uh, defined as uh, 99 or fewer seats. Um, essentially, the people working in, in those theaters have been working as volunteers. The actors working in those, those theaters have been working as volunteers and, um, and then getting a small stipend uh, for each performance they were in, but getting nothing for the, for the time. Uh, the, the, the union, Aqu Actors' Equity, um, wanted to stop this practice and have the minimum wage applied to those workers uh, and um, went through a period of time discussing it uh, and then um, a week ago today, last Tuesday, they announced that they were going to enforce the minimum wage. Um, what's interesting about and, and then there was a big uproar among the actors themselves uh, where a large number of them petitioned to, to continue to be able to work free from the protection, uh, protection of the minimum wage. And, and, and what's interesting about this is that it really is a, a nice illustration uh, of something that we've said when we talk about the minimum wage. Um, and that is that, that um, 
there's a there's a, a considerable compensation that comes to people in the uh, when they're working in the form of learning, learning learning about a job and learning how to do, be better at the, better at a job. And and one of the things we often complain about when about the minimum wage is that it it takes um, individuals who have not had much much experience. Um, aren't really good at doing anything uh, and makes it harder for them to get the first job where they, in which they pick up a number of skills. They build what economists like to call human capital, which they'll carry forward with them and allow them to be more productive and more highly compensated um, um, workers in the future. Um, in this case, the actors themselves were saying that these, the experience they were getting working in these small theaters was invaluable to them. Uh, and and that if you impose the minimum wage, it's going to close down a number of those small productions, and the actors themselves in the long run would be worse off because of this. Uh, and this is something, again, we've been saying about about the, the, um, the unintended consequence of the minimum wage, higher minimum wage in Seattle, is that it will foreclose opportunities for teenagers in particular to get their first or second job and really learn how to, how to be valuable employees. And as you've shown, the teenage unemployment rate in Washington is much higher than the national teenage unemployment yes. rate. Yes, that's right. I think it also says something about our society that there was this loophole for actors in L.A., just as there was a loophole for hockey players in the Western Hockey League, but uh, folks who are on family farms are struggling uh, with the same situation and not uh, and, and being restricted from uh, passing down knowledge that way. Uh, all right, Emily. So a big issue possibly coming on the screen here in Seattle. Uh, you blogged about the false hope of rent control. What is that all about? Well, um, last week, uh, Seattle City Council members Shama Sawant and Nick Lakata held an affordable housing town hall is how it was, what it was called. But apparently, from news reports, apparently it was all about rent control. And um, they would like to, at least Council Member Sawant would like to institute rent control in the city of Seattle. This is a pretty heavy lift because it is actually banned under state law. The state preempts local governments like cities from um, enacting rent control on private residences. So it's um, very, it, it would be a very difficult thing for Seattle to institute rent control at this point, but it seems like this is the new cause du jour since the minimum wage went through. Um, but rent control has been found numerous times to be just a terrible idea. It restricts supply. In, in effect, it, rest it restricts supply. Um, there are a number of ways that it can be fashioned, and it sounds like Sawant is interested in having it uh, rents capped but allow them to rise with inflation and um, maintenance costs. So it's a little unclear how it would all shake out, but it's just, it's not a good idea. I don't know if Chris has anything to add to no, that. No, I, you know, I, I would say that, that economists are all, uh, almost universally lined up saying that, that like rent control is a, yeah. is, is, is a bad idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's many, very much like the minimum wage, except you're, you're setting um, a, f a ceiling rather than a floor on a price. Um, and, and if anything, the, the consensus against the rent control is even stronger than the consensus against uh, the minimum wage. 
Yeah, well, there's, I mean, you're setting up an incentive uh, to not build in Seattle, but to build somewhere else because your profits are going to yeah, be. Uh, you know, it's, it's just it's, it's counterproductive. You know, they ultimately, if you're worried about um, getting um, uh, rents down, you want an increase in supply. And what uh, rent controls do is it actually decreases the supply in the long run of housing. And it's kind of a stagnant. I mean, it causes people to stay where they are. Yes. And it um, it reduces dyna- dynamism, which is one of the great things about being in an urban area. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, my name is Lou Moore. I'm with the Washington Research Council, as is Chris Showbloom and Emily Makings. We were very happy to join uh, with you today. Thanks. In Focus is a production of the Washington Research Council dedicated to providing timely, credible research and policy analysis supporting economic vitality and private sector job creation. Your tax-deductible investment allows our work to continue. For more information, go to researchcouncil.org.